Man, right now we're living in a world of good media, social media, and peer entertainment. Because as of right now, the summer is busy for some of YouTube's most, uh, for, for most of, sorry, for YouTube's most, for lack of a better term, successful content creators. And just by saying that, we know that we're not talking about the Island Boys. Because unless you're, unless you count mumbling, they have no talent, okay? And there's no changing my mind on that. Anyway, I'm sorry, I'm getting off track. I'm going to be talking about the Paul brothers and their summer for, you know, basically for like the next coming, like essentially the next 10 days because both of them are going to be doing a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, first off, let's talk about what Logan Paul is going to be up to come, uh, honestly, tomorrow, July 29th. For those who don't know, WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment, the biggest wrestling promotion in the world, signed Logan Paul to a multi-match, multi-match, multi-year deal. Uh, with his first match going to be against The Miz, better known as Mike Mizanin, which will take place at the annual SummerSlam pay-per-view, again, July 29th, uh, in in Nashville, okay? And for those who need a background check on both this match and wrestling as a whole, allow me to explain. So, on April 2nd, Logan Paul and The Miz faced off against the father-son duo of Rey and Dominic Mysterio at WWE's biggest annual pay-per-view, WrestleMania, in this case, WrestleMania 38. This was Logan Paul's first ever match, and it was, for an outsider, so incredibly good uh, because usually they uh, people, like celebrities or just people who are not in the wrestling world who the promotion brings in for like a match or two, they usually don't know how to properly wrestle, uh, or they usually let their opponent or, you know, tag team partner, if it's like a one-on-one or 2v2 match, do most of the work, and they're like the center of attention for like no more than two minutes, right? Not this time. Paul was like jumping off the top rope, doing splashes, backflips, suplexes, drop kicks, the whole nine yards. And to top it all off, he and Miz actually won the match. I remember going into it. I thought there's no way they're actually going to have Logan Paul win the match. But he won the match, and it was absolutely incredible. It, it was fun because my brother wanted Logan Paul to win so badly. It was incredibly funny. And uh, to top it all off, you know, after they won the match... Uh, for for reasons that are still never fully explained, Miz turned on Logan Paul after the match and left him knocked out in the ring. Though the best part about all that was when he had turned on him, Logan was supposed to you know change his facial expression so the camera could still see him smiling as he was about to get knocked out, which was hilarious. You should have seen it. But to add on to it, once he once he came to, you could read his lips saying you know like like WTF. Which was hilarious because you know WWE at that point in time was a PG product, but as of like last week they turned they went back to TV fourteen and for like the first time in like fourteen years actually, and uh, like now he's finally back on TV. Like we ha- we did not see him since WrestleMania thirty eight up until late June, and he's now entered this feud with The Miz. And now the problem is he wants to be playing the good guy, but a lot of people still hate him, you know, with, um, most likely because I'm sure, like, he's associated with Jake Paul or, you know, they're still not over the um, the whole January 18 Japanese forest video. If you don't know what that is, just look it up. I'm sure everyone has, knows what it is. But it's most likely for one of one or two of those things, if not both, right? So... I st- However, I still want to see that SummerSlam match because it, it is so obvious that he's going to win. But I want to see how well he's improved because he's still like what twenty seven years old. He's still in the prime of his life and everything. He's 
very good at like just doing a whole bunch of things he's a businessman he's done boxing that although that came to like moderate to mediocre success I mean he still put his heart into it and you know the results did pay off because he's in great shape and has great mobility so why not he just do that and do something that's more physically demanding like pro wrestling right uh, but if you want to see this match happen, because, you know, I, again, I am looking forward to it. I want to see how well he's improved and as well as the main event. But if you guys are not uh, into, like, pro wrestling and just want to see Logan Paul, go on to Peacock. Because WWE has a, a like, a billion-dollar deal with Peacock going on right now. And you can watch it for free come July 29th. I, I think it's 8 p.m. Eastern. No, no. 7 p.m. Eastern. 4 p.m. So it's 4 p.m. Western time. So if you're on the uh, if you're on the West Coast, be sure to um uh, uh, get off work early if you have a, if you have a typical nine to five job or something like that. So yeah, it's going to be available July 29th. Um, both if you want to see the WrestleMania uh, 38 match too, by the time this month is over, both the WrestleMania 38 and the SummerSlam 2022 match will both be available on the Peacock app by the end of this month. If you want to see Jake, not Jake Paul, Logan Paul do almost some really incredible professional wrestling ring work, okay? But speaking of Jake Paul, we now move on to him because he's obviously in the much bigger spotlight right now. Because in eight days, as most people know, Jake Paul is finally going to be returning back from his boxing hiatus on August 6th, in which he will be facing Hasim Rahman Jr., or Rahman Jr., or however the heck you pronounce his name, because I think it's like a Ghanaian, or, or, or I'm a, not Ukraine, oh my gosh, uh, like a, a Ghana name, or a, 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 is it Uganda? Is that a country? Let me see. Uganda? Okay, yeah, that is also a different name, or a, Anyway, just some African name. I don't know what country it is. I don't know my geography that well. And uh, let me see. What was I going to say? Oh, okay. And he was saying that... Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. I know what I was going to say. I'm sorry. I lost, I lost my notes. So he's going to be facing um, Hasim Jr., I'll just say. Now, I know what you must be thinking. You're, gonna, you're probably thinking, wait, wasn't he supposed to be fighting Tommy Fury for real this time? The answer to that should have been yes, but because of visa restrictions or whatnot, Tommy Fury has stated that he can't travel. That is all. That might be true, but from what I've heard, it's his father and the rest of his team that can't travel because his father is a crim, uh, is a criminal who has. I think he has like a lifetime ban from ever entering the U.S., so he can't. So he can't answer. And the reason for that is um, his criminal record sees him. He had gouged out a man's eye back in a brawl in 2010, and Tyson Fury is associated with like a suspected Irish mafia crime boss named Daniel Kinahan. I might be pronouncing that right, and I have no idea who the heck his team is or whatever. The thing is, Jake Paul has said that he was willing to change the promotion of the fight, the location, and everything, and he was still willing to pay Tommy Fury like half a million dollars for the fight to take place in the UK. Which is, you know, again, severely less because from what he was originally going to pay him, which I believe was $2 million for the fight to take place in the U.S. And Fury decided to take to Twitter saying that that was garbage money. You know, let me know when you're willing to negotiate to negotiate some some real uh, a real chunk of change and I'll consider taking the fight with you. And regarding the travel issues, 
Jake Paul says uh, in this upcoming clip that I'm going to show you in a few moments that Fury had previously entered the U.S. for his U.S. debut without any of his family members won that fight and said that it makes no sense for those excuses to be made. Here it is right now. Again, I wake up this morning to another text from my manager saying that Tommy Fury is pulling out of the fight. We agreed to all of the terms. Everything is ready to go. We're 45 days away from the fight. We agreed to his $2 million purse. We agreed to Vada testing, extra flights, extra rooms, extra tickets to the fight. We're scheduled to have a press conference next week in New York. His whole entire team was like, yeah, everything's good. We're signing the contract today, today. It kept on getting pushed. It kept on getting pushed till now. What's the excuse? Oh, I can't come and I can't do it because my dad can't be there with me during the fight. Well, Tommy, your dad has been banned from the United States for 15 years. You've known this the whole entire time. He's a criminal. He's not allowed in. When you fought Anthony Taylor in Cleveland, neither Tyson nor your dad were there with you in your U.S. debut. And now all of a sudden you need your team with you. That doesn't make any fucking sense. I will agree to not have my team around me during the fight week. I will agree to not fight with my coaches in my corner. We can both fight solo, dolo, just like Devin Haney was going to do against George Cambosos. This is what real boxers do. This is what real boxers, they make fights fucking happen. You're scared. You claim you're a professional boxer, but you don't want to make the fight with me, who you've talked so much shit about, who you said you will spark, who you say I'm nothing compared to you. Where's all that shit talk now, Tommy? You're a fucking atypical professional boxer who doesn't want to make this fight actually fucking happen. This is the biggest opportunity of your fucking life, and you're fumbling the fucking bag once again, and I can't believe how fucking stupid you are. Fucking idiot. Okay, so here's another uh, clip of his Tommy Fury's father, John Fury, responding to this clip by saying that they would be willing to negotiate, take less money, fight in a different country, etc., etc. Here it is. All team, and about this fight. Listen, mate, we want this fight with you, but there's one problem. We can't travel. Tommy hasn't got a team. His team members are not allowed in America at the present point of time. So... Madison Square Garden, mate, ain't accessible for us, is it? And you know that, you know. And uh, we want this fight with you, uh, Jake, because we know we can beat you, mate. So what we'll do, we'll take less money and we'll fight you anywhere else in the world. Yeah, because we can't travel. And Tommy, he's not going to start getting new teams in four weeks and getting different things and all the strange people involved because that don't work. Where is people... Where is guidance, especially me, and you're talking to me now because I'm in charge, me, of Tommy's career. So, here's what we're going to do. If you want this fight, my friend, you've got it. But we can't take it in America. But we will negotiate less money to fight elsewhere in the world. Yeah? And if you can't do it, you can't do it. And to be honest with you, at this moment in time, the 6th of August, is being very poorly promoted, mate, isn't it? It's shocking, and I think there's better a better job can be done of it, to be fair with you. It's all... Now, personally, I don't know if Jake took the time to, you know, actually promote this fight in a different venue, you know, all that stuff. But even so, John, John Fury literally has no room to talk when it comes to lack of promotion for these events. As he, nor Tommy Fury, nor anyone from Tommy Fury's team have done anything to towards promoting the fight, but
but also even preparing for the fight because according to Dazen, uh, John Fury went on to say that, quote, Tommy wasn't exactly training. I told him, I know you could be fitter, you're overweight, but it's up to you because I can't do the camp, go over there and box him. I mean, how sad is that? To not only be backing out of a fight against the same person two times in a row, but to also have your dad totally expose you to the media in the process. Now, if you remember, in the clip that I showed you a few minutes ago, uh, John Fury said that of all people, he is in control of Tommy's career, which... Yeah, I mean, now it makes sense as to why Tommy Fury was hardly getting any exposure prior to all this Jake Paul beef and was making awful amounts of money in all of his fights because his father's career sucked too. I mean, I think it's like 8-4-1, which I know is like above, you know, an average of 0.500, but if you literally look up John Fury boxing, all you will ever see is his is the matches in where he gets knocked out because there's nothing else that is special about his career. Like those, The highlights are the lowlights, basically. So don't take my word for it. Take the word of a whole bunch of YouTube comments from several videos of Paul exposing Fury. Like, for example, uh, alone in the video that I showed you, there's a whole bunch of people saying stuff like, like one guy named Denchman, to be honest, as much as I hate Jake, he's spitting facts here. He's literally openly making adjustments to suit Tommy, and if Tommy backs out, then it must mean that Jake Paul is the superior fighter and Tommy is ducking. Another one, I am starting to lose a lot of respect for Tommy and his father. He has known he can't enter the U.S. for years, and now it's a problem. It's time to not up or shut up. I believe they, genu they are genuinely worried about Jake. All that stuff. Let me see. Yeah, another one. I never thought I would say say this, but now Tommy is acting like a coward. If he backs down again, he will lose all the credibility. Let me see. Tommy let us down last year. I can't lie. Tommy can. Uh, let me see. An exact quote from Tommy. Sorry, from Tyson Fury was Tommy could beat Jake with a broken rib. A end quote. I like John and Tyson, but I think that they have lost faith in Tommy's ability. Maybe who knows? I just hope Tommy takes the win. So yeah, even Jake Paul haters are starting to either side with Jake Paul, lose interest or, or faith in Tommy Fury, and in some, aka most cases, both. A lot is happening. A lot of that stuff is happening right now. Now personally I have to agree with all these comments. Now before I go any further uh, before I go any further, I do need to make something clear. I do not favor Paul over Fury or vice versa, okay? I'm just calling it like I see it because that is what's happening. Because Fury has made little to no effort to uh, resolve these travel issues and properly prepare for the fight. Nor has he... Has he he's hardly even broken the silence, right? He's only... Did, it was either Twitter or Instagram. He made like one post explaining a situation saying... You know, all whole bunch of visa travel issues, but you know, if if it could be taking place in the UK and all that stuff, I would fight you anywhere, anytime, uh, at any point. You know, whatever the heck his catchphrase is, the three N's basically. And people are starting to get tired of that because they're they're literally seeing it as him losing his credibility. People are considering the whole Fury family as a joke at this point because, like, again, they're literally not doing anything to resolve this issue. Okay. And now Jake Paul haters are even starting to call this guy Tommy Fumbles, okay? Which is because Jake Paul has a right to be irritated in this situation as he has hardly broken, uh, again, I, 
Uh, again, I'll just say it one more time. Tommy Fury has hardly broken a silence regarding his el- his ineligibility to fight. And let me see. And uh, as of right now, there aren't like any like videos taken by fans or uh, any photos at that show Tommy Fury at an airport trying to resolve those issues. So that's that's all the proof that I need to show you guys or that I need to explain to you. Uh, so where exactly does that leave Jake Paul's opponent for the fight August 6th? Well, as I said previously, his current opponent, Hasim Rahman or Rahman Jr., whatever the heck, it's, it's like some African last name. I don't know what country it is. He's been uh, scheduled, scheduled in for the fight in place of Tommy Fury. And right now he has a 12-1 record. He's like 30, 31 years old right now. And he's currently trying to rebound from a loss from... Tommy Morrison's now 20 and 0 son. Hold on, let me see what is. Let me see what it was. Kenzie Morrison, which is Tom Tommy Morrison's the late Tommy Morrison's son. Long story short, he's been a boxer longer than Fury. Paul thinks he can prove all daughters wrong if he can out if he can come out the winner of this fight. And uh Raman is a good boxer with potential. So that's why he's trying to take this fight so we can actually... So he's like Tommy Fury in the sense that he has a few years of experience but has not been able to get that exposure up until now solely because of a YouTuber turned professional boxer. Uh, so here's the thing on my personal thoughts of Ramen, Or I'll just say Ramen, yeah. Is he's a good boxer with potential but he hasn't put in the work to the best of his ability. And that's not just according to my personal opinion. That's according to his own father, who, in a press conference regarding this fight, which held, was held like two weeks ago, said, and I'm not joking, I, the honest truth is, uh, Hasim Jr. has not been putting in the full amount of effort into any of his fights. I mean, now... Hasim Jr. didn't seem to be too offended by that. As a matter of fact, he even agreed. But that's when he says, uh, you know, all the, like the time for funding games are, are over now. I'm going to be taking my training to the next level for this fight. I'm going to be coming out the winner. But uh, the highlights regarding that press conference, I'll speak about in a few minutes. But first, let me see. So, yeah, he doesn't have, he has some potential, but, you know, hasn't been putting in a bunch of effort. Because here's the thing. Both his defense and offense sucks. When it, when it comes to his defense, he's not even putting his hands up. And, like, his form is just, like, so off. His stance is, like, such an awkward stance. He's, like, literally, like, it's like his shoulder is dislocated. Or, like, his pectoral has been torn and his arm is just dangling there. That's literally what a lot of his stances are like. And his offense is arguably even worse because he's throwing literal whiffs for punches. Like, he doesn't even try to breach his opponent's defense. However, he does seem to be doing, like I said, more complex training. So we'll see how he'll spar in the fight. Though I have my doubts on how long he'll last, if I'm being totally honest. Moving on to the press conference, as I briefly talked about beforehand. I only watched highlights because I was not going to spend 40, 45 straight minutes of just watching two men argue um, over the same thing that every jake paul press conference has been arguing about so so i'll just go over like a brief description number one Raman says paul fights no real boxers 
Number two, he said that he does that he didn't show the full boxing sparring footage between the two from a few years ago because, you know, as I'm sure people who have done their research for this fight may know, they did have a little bit of history together. I think this was like before Jake Paul's first official boxing debut, which was, you know, Anisan Gim, total destruction, by the way. Before that, they were doing like a, little, uh, like a sparring session or two and they kind of got like a, into a bit of a confrontation. So that's literally all their history there. Number three, uh, he said that he's going to be Jake Paul's first L, okay? Uh, number four, he's not falling for Jake's mind games by betting anything or like uh, or like putting something on the line, whether it be money or a changing something personal. In this case, which I have to say, this is something incredibly amazing. Jake Paul said, if you don't want to bet money, you, we, can, we can bet the name change of our Instagram page if... If you beat me, you can change it to whatever you want. But if I beat you, you have to change your Instagram name to I let my dad down, which is freaking incredible. I mean, I thought Tommy Fumbles was good, but that was even I, I honestly I had to laugh when I first saw that. That was incredibly amazing. So Paul said that this is as good as good as it's going to get for Hasim in terms of relevancy in boxing. And last but not least. They both were cursing out members of the media and like at the press conference and the audience as well after they were hearing some like ridiculous questions about like each other's weight class and their and each other's personal history when it comes to their boxing career and all that stuff. So personally at this moment, I'm gonna have to go with Jake Paul because he's the one who looks to be taking this more seriously. I mean, I do believe that Hasim Rahman will be able to like put up uh, a fight for like m at least three rounds. If he does not go more than three rounds, then he actually will become a laughing stock. Uh, but yeah, we're just gonna have to wait until August sixth to see who's gonna come up uh, on top, who's gonna come out the winner. So be sure to order again this pay per view for August sixth, and be sure to go on the Peacock if you're in the U.S. or else you're gonna have to purchase the WWE Network elsewhere in the world. Uh, to watch the Logan Paul uh, Miz match if, uh, for WWE SummerSlam if you want to go see that happen as well. So, till next time, I'm El Romano. This has been One Man, One Mic, No Filter. Hope to see you, I hope to talk to you guys again soon.